now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, hop along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hello, sport fans. This is Captain Ron, and this is Ron Real Radio. You know, we have a great lineup tonight. It just seems like the last couple, three weeks, we've had some major, major big fish caught. We had a guy on last week, Stan brought on, and caught a 340-pound bluefin. Tonight, we've got some special people on, and I want to introduce Wendy, Wendy, who's a co-host, and Stan, who's a co-host, but Wendy, tell us about your guests tonight. You've got two great guests tonight. Tell everybody who, who they are and what we're going to talk about. Well, you know, I'm really excited to introduce my first, our first guest tonight. She uh, just got off of a long-range trip off on the American Angler with the Ken's Custom Reel guys. And she caught a huge yellowtail. I think it's the biggest yellowtail caught by a female angler. And I think the first, uh, I think she just beat out uh, Dina's um, big yellowtail. But uh, we have on the line, we have Kristen Hansen uh, just off the boat. Hey, Kristen, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you guys? We are excellent. So are you. (laughs) Congratulations, what an awesome catch Tell everyone what you caught and how you caught it (laughs) Um, I caught an 80.5 pound yellowtail And it was on a shoulder hook sardine Um, I was using a United Composite CE700XXH And a Shimano Talica 12 very nice. Now, Ed, let's go back to where were you? You were on the, on the uh, which boat? And, you, and where were you? Angler. American Angler with Captain Ray, and we were out at Guadalupe Island. Oh, yeah. That's where they live, Stan. No, no, no. Believe me, that's one of, that is my, one of my favorite spots in the world. If you're going to go fish in Guadalupe, if you've never oh, yeah. been there, it's got to be on your list. It is, well, it is my absolute if, favorite. I don't know if you know this, Kristen, but the current world record... Uh, which was a 90-something pounder, was caught on 25-pound uh, test over at uh, Guadalupe by Kevin Spice years ago. He caught a uh, 90-something and an 80. And, I mean, those are when, – when I saw those fish, he caught those, those on the Shogun, and he caught that 90-pounder on 25-pound Iser line. Yeah, was, and there was another was one, Wendy, a guy named Arnie Cohen, who know him well, 
was he was using thirty pound Iserline and got a night his was ninety pounds and the other one was ninety one or ninety three I think were the other ones. But, yeah, let's uh, get back to these girls. You yeah, know, I, but, Justin, but let still, me tell you, I, those are those are huge fish. Huge, huge yellowtail. But let me tell you, I met my wife Dina on a radio show on Fish Talk Radio that Wendy was was putting together a women in fishing, and once a month we'd bring some gal in that was involved in some kind of deal. And I was at the day at the docks, and Dina came up to my booth on Fish Talk Radio and said, I'm going to be on your show. Uh, you are? She said, yeah, I caught a really big yellowtail, and Wendy called me. I said, well, good. She said, well, didn't you know you were going to be on the show? I was going to be on the show? I said, well, not really. That was kind of Wendy's deal, and she just took care of it, and... That's wonderful. So, yeah, we went fishing on the events. We went up and did the show. And I was well, like, and then the other day, you know, Dina told me, she said, oh, my God, some some other lady beat my record. I said, well, you've had a good run, 15-year <laughs> run. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, so, oh, yeah, so she caught this fish over at Guadalupe. What day of the trip, how long of a trip were you on? We were on a seven-day, and it was the first day. Yeah. yeah, the first day we were fishing, so Monday morning. Um, and I caught a couple fish before that one, and then, you know, just luck was on my side. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so how did this fish fight, and what contest did you catch him on? And, 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 uh, and yeah, I, walk I us through what you're doing. When it came over the rail. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, I was just fly lining a bait, and I'm used to three-quarter day fishing, so I'm used to, like, um, shorter soaks, and so, you know, I was, like, soaking the bait a lot longer than I'm used to, and I was, like, thinking to myself, like, okay, you know, like, all right, I've been out here for a while, (laughs) like, let's reel it in and start over, and then I got bit, and, you know, it actually didn't put up that much of a fight, um, you know, I had it at color probably after 10 minutes, and, you know, the whole time I had no idea it was a big fish. Like, it wasn't putting up a fight much at all, and then, you know, Captain Ray comes down, and, you know, the whole time the deckhands are right there next to me, and, you know, like, they're, the American Angler crew is just amazing. Um, so Captain Ray comes running down, and he, like, looks over and sees color, and he looks at my husband, um, also, this is on our honeymoon, so I don't know. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. Oh, what a great honeymoon. This is a better story than I thought. So, yeah, anyway, so um, Captain Ray came down, and, you know, he sees the color, and he looks at my husband, and, you know, because my husband, Brandon, has caught, you know, so many yellowtail before, and it was funny because before the trip, he's like, oh, you know, like he was more excited to fish the yellowtails down at Guadalupe, and he's like, if I catch a 50-pounder, we're going to put it on the wall. And I'm like, okay, awesome, you know? So then then Ray just looks at him, and he's like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, what? Like, what's going on? And he, like, gasps it, and he's pulling it over, and I just start hysterically laughing because I'm just like, what is this thing? Like, (laughs) and, you know, they're floating over the rail, and it just keeps coming. I'm like, wow. And then they're all just looking at me. They're like, this is a huge fish. Like, we got to get this on the scale right now. And, 
you know, everyone's like, oh, it's probably like 60, 70, and then on the scale, it's 80.5, and so everyone on the boat is just like, whoa. <laughs> uh, you, know, okay. you know what, Stan? Those yellowtail, when they get big like that, are really hard to look at and guess the weight because they're so massive and their heads are so big and they're so long. It's like... Well, when you see it, yeah, that big, thick one, you, it's, it is hard to judge. You, you look at them and you go, well, how big is that? It's not like a tuna. It's not a big round football thing. Yeah. You get this yeah. long, thick fish with a big head on it, and you start looking at it and go, well, that could be, you know, like they're saying, well, that could be 60 and next to it, that could be, you know, it's over 50, it's, maybe it's 70, but when you look at it and it pops up 80 pounds, that is just a horse. Yeah. I don't care how you cut it. Dina told me well, when, when she you... caught hers, it, had, it was real thin. The belly was, you know how yellowtail can kind of, their bellies can kind of suck in like they're, like kelp patty fish get sometimes. Or, sure. Yeah, so. That's so, Kristen, Kristen, how tall are you? I'm 5'6". So, that fish, when I look at the photo, and photos never do justice, that thing is <laughs> massive. He's taller than you. <laughs> Yeah, I think it measured out at 60 inches, so, what, five feet? Wow. Five feet, yeah. And um, I caught it on 50-pound ivory line. And every guy on the boat is jealous of you, by the way, every one of them. In fact, everybody that's listening is jealous of you right now. You know what, Kristen? Your husband will never be the same. (laughs) My wife held that world record every time we go fishing. It was like... I don't know. They, I, it was just like everybody knew that she caught the biggest yellowtail ever in the world. Now that's yours. You got that. <laughs> oh, man, you got, you got so much going for you. You know. Let me ask you, what kind of hook were you using? Uh, what, what kind of hook was it? What was the maker of the hook? No owner ringed mutu hook. Oh, owner ringed mutu? Yeah, a 3 yeah. 3-0. Perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. Yeah. Nice, so. thick hook, you know, strong. That's right. awesome. So so now where is it going to go in the house? Because <laughs> yours does get to go on the wall, right? Yes, yeah. it is going on the wall, and um, hopefully there will be some room above the fireplace so we can look at it forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one that's going to be a pretty much a forever fish, too. That's that's just an incredible catch. That's incredible. It is. <laughs> yeah. It what was, what uh, a great honeymoon. What a great way to start off a trip. And, I, I mean, well, you must have been on that, cloud nine for the rest of the trip. Yeah. So before that, the, what, was it the afternoon before? Yeah, the afternoon before, um, so we were on the Ken Custom a sponsored trip, and so on the way down, we're talking, and I was like, yeah, you know, the biggest fish I've ever caught before this trip was, you know, 30-pound tuna, which was last year when we went on the American Angler on a five-day, and so Ken, super nice guy, he hooks the fish, and he looks at me, and he's like, here, here's your wedding present, and I'm like, okay, cool, so I'm, like, reeling the fish in, ends up being a 170-pound yellowfin tuna, and so that was the first day, and I was like, oh, my gosh, my trip is made right here. Like, I'm done. Man, you are you are done, done. <laughs> and, then the next, and then the next morning we go to catch yellowtail. I was like, okay, cool. You know, like, I love catching yellowtail. This is awesome. And 
you know, put a couple on the boat, and then I catch that one, and I was like, okay, now I'm really done. Like, this trip is just totally made for me. Oh and God. then the next day, I hooked the 140, which, so the 170 obviously didn't count for jackpot because it was a handoff. And then the next day, I hook a 140 myself and put it on the boat, and, you know, that ends up being second place for jackpot. So I just yeah. had a phenomenal trip all around. <laughs> Man, that is, that's incredible. That's just, that's, a, that's how Guadalupe is supposed to be. Oh, yeah. I've had a lot of good trips. Kristen, let me ask you something. Did you go out and buy a lottery ticket? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was funny that the deckhands are like, okay, like throw out some numbers. Pick a number. Pick a number. We're going to go play the lottery and put it on your number. And, you know, like, it was just awesome. And then the next day, or one of the other days, you know, everyone's like, okay, all you need is a Wahoo, and then, you know, like, this will just be the most phenomenal trip ever for you, and so we, like, get on this boil, and I look at one of the deckhands, I was like, hey, like, cast his jig stick, my husband's jig stick was standing right there, so he cast it out and hands it over to me, and I'm reeling it in, and this huge Wahoo, like, bites it, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening, but, you know, like, I'm not a jig stick fisherman so i stopped really and uh yeah so it you know dropped the lure but i was like i was still stuck i was like that's awesome <laughs> but that would have been like the ultimate grand slam wouldn't it Sam? <laughs> that that would be a buck 70 on a, on a yellow fin and then a buck 40 back to back and then you got a uh an 80 pound yellowtail which is absolutely off the charts and then to stick a, uh, one of those big skins down there you know, on on the iron would have been it. Yeah, I think you could have come home, and I would have paid you to go get tickets for me for the lottery. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I don't even care that I didn't land the Wahoo. Like, it was just awesome all around. And, you know, Guadalupe Island is amazing, and um, all the deckhands were awesome and so helpful. And, you know, we couldn't have asked for a better group of people to spend our honeymoon with. <laughs> So. Makes me want to get married. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's Merritt think about that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's con- that. I, I, I mean, I. That's an amazing trip you had. I'm sure you're definitely hooked now. What? What are you going to do to top this? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> you know what happened? You know what happened with Dina, uh, Kristen? All the other women that were on all the long-range trips that we made, if there was other women on the boat, they all wanted to, they all wanted to really get to know Dina, but they all wanted to outfish her. Because whether they <laughs> caught a world record or not, they could say, oh, well, I, was on the, I was on the overnight trip to San Clemente Island, and, I caught five yellowtail, but Dina only caught three. Or, yeah. <laughs> no, that, no, that happens. And one time we were on an Albuquerque trip and, on the Queen, and we were doing an Iserline trip on the Queen, and uh, we were catching a lot of Albuquerque, and there was a gal who told me before we left the dock that she's going to outfish Dina. I said, okay, well, it's a hard out. Go for it. Go for it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to happen. You get to go to all the Fred All shows, you know. Find yourself some good sponsors. Catch it because that that fish is going to be a, around a long time. I don't know. Oh, and <laughs> you I'm never sure say never United come pot, 
I'm sure United Composites and Iserline and oh, yeah. uh, Owner Hooks, they'll all want to see if they could contact you and use your use your photo. <laughs> um, you're gonna you're an overnight sensation or five day or seven day <laughs> sensation. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you what that's that is a pretty wonderful wonderful trip. Tell me about the. The fishery altogether, was it pretty good across the board for the yellowtail and the yellowfin tuna? And what was the biggest yellowfin? The 170 was the biggest one that we put on the boat. And then, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> when you know. <laughs> um, and then, so my 140 was the second largest, and the largest one was 143. Um, but, you know, they all... We're right there. I think everyone caught one over 100 pounds. Um, everyone on the boat caught one. So, yeah, it was it was a great trip. And, you know, we bounced over fish. Well, Chris, come back and ask a couple more questions about Guadalupe after the, uh, the break. Okay. What do you think? We can do that. Let's go for it. All, All right. So, a- Christian, we're going to take a break right now. Can you hang on? Yeah, that's fine. This is Rodney right, Radio, well, AM540. We'll take a quick break. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. 
Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters. The PTA design has new PTXA frame. Lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag. Quantum fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> I mean, that is just absolutely awesome. Oh, guys, isn't it? You know, I remember when we had Hank Parker in the studio up there and on AM 8.30 there on the Rod Reel, I mean, on Fish Talk Radio. He was over at Grover's. Uh, that's just a great bump. That's just a great, you know, Hank Parker's the real deal. You know that, Stan? Oh, I know. I got a chance to get to know him very well, he and his wife, Martha, and yeah, got to yeah. fish with him on the, on the show there yeah, uh, as a guide. And, and we have had a, uh, you know, he's one of those, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Nice, great. That little thing I... Now I know that now I made it because I was on Rod and Real Radio. Okay, Kristen, we're back. I think that's phenomenal. And you know, whatever you do with this, you just got to have fun with it because the catch that <laughs> kind of a yell. No, you got to. Dina and my wife had so much fun with her world record that everybody in the world knew that she caught the biggest yellowtail ever. So right now you've got that. It doesn't matter if you're in the IGFA books, it doesn't matter who caught the biggest. You did. That's it. <laughs> Just you gotta remember wow. that. Tina had so much fun. <laughs> I will. I will keep having fun. That's for sure. Yeah, that's it. You said you fished quarter day boats, huh? Is that what you said you do? You fish a lot of three quarter day boats? Oh yeah. Um. So I actually live up north, um, north of Sacramento. So um, we usually. My husband grew up down in Vista, so he fished the San Diego quite often. And so every time we go down to visit family and, you know, we make a couple of trips just to go fishing. So we always go fishing out on the San Diego, um, you know, three or four times a year. And then Good. we try to fit in a long-range trip. Yeah. So. I like three-quarter yeah. day fishing. I ran the Point Loma out of Point Loma Sport Fishing for nine years and, Three-quarter day fishing out of San Diego is pretty exciting. You know, it's a lot of good fishing. Well, three-quarter day fishing out of San Diego right now, you could catch anything. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. You know what, Stan? Our next guest is going to be living proof of that. <laughs> there you no, have my it. next guest is a kid that grew up pinheading with our group of guys out of Oceanside. There's a whole group. In fact, let me ask you something, Kristen. Was there a was there a deckhand on a boat named Jordan? Yeah. Okay, well, he's another one of the same group with Bo. There was a whole group of them that came out of Oceanside when I, when I first moved down from Morrill Bay. That, or There's a, four or five of these guys are all captains now, and they're just really good kids. And this guy caught this big tuna. And, uh, in fact, you know something, Wendy? Ben put that up on the Facebook for Rod and Reel and added the picture. And now we've had a couple thousand hits. Oh, yeah. I posted up to, to five different web, um, Facebook pages, my own page. I got 3,000 friends on my page. We've already hit, yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, just I think it's wonderful that you caught that fish. I think it's just that's something that will be with you for a long time until somebody else comes along and breaks it. <laughs> well, you know what the cool part is? All, 
of the, there's three of us here that have got a, a lifetime of fishing, and I have I have been in search of an 80 pound yellowtail all my life, and still haven't come close. <laughs> so that is a great fish. Uh-huh. I yeah. caught a 48 two once, and I was so proud. Caught it on the yo-yo. <laughs> oh my God! It was at Guadalupe, right below Lion's Head there, and we were in a bite on all big ones. And I, I, like I was telling you earlier, I, I drug it behind the bait tank, and it, there was eight or ten of them laying back there, and mine wasn't even an honorable mention. <laughs> well, that, that'll happen. Guadalupe is. We've had you know fifties, almost up to sixty at Alejos Rocks, over to sixty twos. You know, six. I think one guy got a sixty-eight on one of the boats that we were down there, but. I've never seen an 80 myself. Uh, that is just a quest. And then, you know, like Wendy was talking, 90s. And I know that they get bigger, but we haven't seen them here. So, you know, that is just an, an all-time great fish. Yeah. yeah. Your poor we'll husband. For the rest of our lives. <laughs> I had, Your husband let me tell you something, so proud. I had to live through that with Dina. We go on long-range trips. We go three or four times a year. I had to answer to that <laughs> all the time. And then the, I don't know what it was. It was she's just a hard out. You're not going to outfish her. You don't, I don't know. I just, the way the people, the women that catch a fish, that's it. <laughs> she was the best. Your husband must be so proud and on cloud nine, and I'm sure everyone in your family and all your friends know about it already. I it's just an amazing <laughs> catch, and congratulations. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's Are you going back next year? <laughs> uh, hopefully. We'll see I hope so, too. Trip, but I would love to. It was a fantastic so, Stan, did you have a question for her regarding the uh, Guadalupe? You said no, I was just wondering, you know, if they... If they had uh, a lot of problems with the sharks, because you know people are going to wonder how the fishing is down there, and uh, with, and was the yellow fishing, yellowtail fishing was good, or was it picky? And, you know, just a little bit about what the fishing trip was like, all in all. Yeah, so we definitely had problems with sharks. Um, you know, some of the days were worse than other days. Um, we definitely had to move a couple times because you know we would hook them but then right when they're about to bring it over the rail the sharks would come up and eat them so that was pretty crazy to watch um it helped because there was a couple other boats down there to help you know spread out the sharks um but it was good enough for everyone to you know at least get one so that was good um the yellowtail fishing was good in the morning um you know everything was Nice grade, obviously. <laughs> really nice grade. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> but the island is known for, known for that, that big yellowtail down in Guadalupe. Everybody, every angler that goes there knows you got a shot of pretty good-sized tuna and, uh, and really big yellowtail. That's the biggest ones around. Yeah. You know what makes it special is you get the fish from an anchored boat. Like sometimes <laughs> like at the... Like, oh, like they're a tuna alley. You anchor up on that spot, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. It soaks your bait way out. And it's just like, oh, my God, you know. And, just, and you'll never, ever forget the bite when one of those big babies bite. You never forget it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Kristen? Yeah. I was so inspired about fishing Guadalupe. I fish it a lot. 
that I wrote a song with the Dorados called Fish in the Loop. Remember that song? Yep. Yep. That's pretty got much, got Guadalupe summed up. So if you ever get a chance, there was an album <laughs> called Hooked on Hooking Up, and there's a, we wrote these these fishing songs, and there's one song in there called Fish in the Loop that I was pretty proud of, and that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was an awesome song, Kristen. He he wrote some really good lyrics exactly about fishing Guadalupe Island. You have, you got to hear it. It's great. Will you be at the Fresno show this coming March? Oh, good. You well, have I... to introduce yourself to all of it. Will you be at the um, Fred Hall show this coming March? It's our biggest uh, fishing show here on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, I I think we were talking about coming down for it. Um, I'm not, you know, 100% sure at this moment. but Oh, we'll I hope you come down. You have to introduce yourself to us, and <laughs> I'm sure you'll be a, I, everybody will be asking you all kinds of questions about those fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, well, thank you for joining us tonight. We had a great time listening to your story, and, uh, wow, congratulations. And uh, Merritt just walked in the door. Matt, we need to go on a honeymoon to Guadalupe. <laughs> he said yes. <"Yesterday." laughs> <laughs> well, that was a trap. <laughs> Sorry about that, Merritt. Might have been you my fault. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably saying, well, we'll talk about the marriage, but I'm in on the trip. <laughs> well, thank you, and thank you for having me. Well, and yeah, congratulations! I'll be calling you later. I want to uh, see if we could use your photo uh, for Iserline, and so I'll send you a text message. Okay, sounds great. I'll give you a call. Thank Perfect. You. Well, thank you very much, and thank your husband for letting us take you away for for a little while and spending your Sunday evening <laughs> with us. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Have a wonderful night. Okay, Thank you. you too. Wasn't that, Congratulations. I just I can't believe that. Eighty and a half pound yellowtail. I've you know I've been trying to get something like that. All your life. <laughs> well but but not only that, a hundred and seventy pound tuna, a hundred and forty pound tuna and an eighty pound yellowtail. And then it's thick of one of the skins too and didn't quite get it on the boat, but that's a that would have been a hat trick of life. <laughs> oh, what, that's an amazing trip. lottery, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, me, let me give you a little rundown about our next guest. His name is his name is Bo Scanlon. He's got a first name, but everybody knows him by Bo. And there was a whole group of kids when I went to work for Helgren years ago. It was in '91, I think, or something. There was a whole group of kids that were just little kids, just hanging out and. I don't know. I kind of took them all in, and they all, I figured the way I could raise my kids being a single parent after my first wife passed away was to get all the kids to hang out at our house. And so I ran a fishing boat, and they all they all worked on a bait dock, and they all ran. It was just wonderful. And Bo was one of these kids that just grew up in our circles. And I think there's five or six of those kids have got licenses now and doing really good. But Bo went into the commercial industry, and he was out on a trip. And he, he catches a lot of fish. And he, he fishes a, a long-line fishery where they bring in idiot fish or hardheads, they call them, the little red fish out of deep water, and sable fish. And he uh, keeps them live, and he sells them to an Asian market. So it's, it's a quite unique fishery, and it's a limited entry deal. And he goes and covers a lot of water every week. He drives out to Clemente or 
Cortez and fishes all those little bumps and high spots out there. So he's constantly seeing fish. He catches unbelievable amount of fish. And then if you guys want to go on Facebook and look up Rod and Reel Radio, there's a picture of a a state record yellowfin that he caught, Stan. Well, I'm ready for this one because, you know, I mean, I have to go down to either Guadalupe and no, past Guadalupe to to the lower banks outside of Mag Bay, you know, the Potato Bank, Finger Bank, or some of that downstairs, or all the way to Clarion Island or even the Hurricane Bank to find our 240s. So I, I'm anxious to hear how this happened, where it happened, and how he got it and what on. So let's yeah. go. <laughs> well, he'll tell us all about it, but it was it was wonderful. He works with my 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 oldest son owns Zucker's Lures now, and so Bo goes in there and helps him make lures and. He's just an industry-type kid that just has got good responsibility, good, great integrity, great guy to be around, and one of the boys, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you bet. Couldn't happen to a nicer kid to get a blind jig strike on a 265-pound yellowfin on the 181, 20 miles southwest of Oceanside. So I've got so much time there, and he's going to tell us all about the lure he used and the line and... I don't know. It's just when I saw, when I heard he caught that, I just and that's the the only big yellowfin that I've heard being caught in California waters this year. I've heard, yeah, have you? I've heard of some, you know, eighties, and then uh, there's a couple that I heard that were, you know, private boaters. Some of the private guys had gotten into that. So the there was some sixty to eighty pounders, and I heard there was a hundred pounder or two caught. Uh, but then I heard right after that 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 the uh, saners had come in and wrapped all that stuff up while I was out there and available because they didn't have their quota for that. Uh, and and then whatever bluefin they caught while I were wrapping the, the yellowfin, they just called it his bycatch, fortunately for them, I guess. But yeah. that kind of shut down that bite. But that was only for a few weeks or a few days that that was around, it, that that fish was around. So, but I've never heard of a 200-pound yellowfin hitting the deck yet. So that is an all-new phenomenon to Southern California. You guys want to know my claim to fame? I caught the largest tuna ever on a boat line. And if you go into Mitch's Seafoods down, down at Point Loma Sport Fishing, there's a picture of me and Mike Hudson back in the old days when we, all the boats ran boat lines and we fished albacore and the fish trucks were there. and Everybody was there. And so we ran two boat lines and four, four trollers on the Cat Special, which was a 65-foot Dittmar, which was probably the best jig sport boat ever. It was single screw, and somehow that boat just got bit. And well, you know, that's some of the, the magic of some of those older wood hulls. You know, that Dittmar Donaldson was a hellacious good boat for attracting albacore, that was for sure. Anyway, I caught a 219 big eye on a boat line, on a baldy, my ass, with the dreaded baldy knot. It was a miracle we caught it, but we didn't catch it. So. I was going to say, man, that is, you're, you're, never mind. We'll just leave it at, you that was there, good. Man, you owe it to yourself and go and see my picture when I was a kid. My hair was even black then, man. Well, I'm going to have to, hey, I'm gonna have to look that one break. up. Hopefully Bo's online. We'll get him back. It's wonderful. The kid's a great kid. And This is Ron Real Radio, AM 540. We'll be right back. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. 
as one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can assure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Custler Yachts, 760-815-8866, so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. That's Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top-angler tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love the boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, Boat California, Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Guys, we're back. This is Rod Real Radio. I'm Captain Long, Captain Ron, along with Wendy and Stan. That was just a wonderful uh, segment on that gal catching that fish. You know, I was. <laughs> You'd like a, to a think lifetime achievement so... fish. That's the one you yeah, always look for. Yeah, why not? And on her honeymoon. I mean, what better way to celebrate? You know. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> And almost a hat trick on that, even even with the big yellowfin and that fish. That's pretty spectacular. I mean, that was over-spectacular. That's really, really great. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're having a little trouble with the number here. For, for Maybe it's the wrong area code or something. It's 760, Jorge, if you hear this. No. Anyway, well, that's where my claim to fame was. We had a big, big eye, uh, 219 at Wayden. It was kind of crazy because when we had the, the rods went off with albacore, and then the reason we all ran baldy is because they get bit on the slide really good, you know. Mm-hmm. You might um, explain what a baldy is because it's a little, it's a little plastic lure with a little double albacore hook on the back, and it was it's like a bone jig, but they were green ones and amber ones and all different colored ones. I got a pretty good collection of them, but that's something we always ran because. Albacore just bit them, and you could get a lot of boat line fish on the slide. And apparently, this tuna ate it and swam towards the boat. That's why he didn't break the leader. And when I got back out of the wheelhouse and went over to the port corner and looked at the boat line, the boat line was straight down underneath the boat. Probably just ate it on the sink after the boat. In, after the boat had died, it was it was sinking. He'd probably turned on it, 
and stuck himself and went straight down and got hung on that rubber band. <laughs> yeah, and it went underneath the boat, and I grabbed it, and I felt the, light, the, the boat line, and next thing you know, I felt it pump. I figured, well, how in the hell is this thing in the wheel if the boat's going forward? I don't understand yeah. what was going on. And then all of a sudden it started coming, and I just started pulling line and throwing it over the rail, and it just came up and made a big circle, and that can was there with a gaff, and we got a gaff in it and got his head out of water and walked him over to the gate and drug him in. So, You know, there's, there's always the, the one. You know, every once in a while you get the one that you, you never expect to get on the boat or around the boat or in the boat, and it'll just happen. You know, sometimes you get lucky. Yep. Hey, well, they tell me Bo, my buddy Bo's on the line. You read me, Bo? Yeah, how's it going, Captain Ron? Oh, man, I was bragging I was bragging on you kids. You know, I want you guys to know that when I was working out of Oceanside, you kids were the best, a whole group. There's a whole group of kids that came out of that area, and you could just name them and name them and name them. But... So tell us all about, I know you've caught a lot of great fish. I know you're fishing a long line fishery. You catch hardheads and black cod, and you've been doing that for... I don't know, 10 years now? How long have you been doing that? It is my 12th year, I think. Yeah. Doing that for. You cover a lot of water going out that way. You catch a lot of fish, you know. You've caught just everything. And then this year you told me you were fishing with Benny on his yacht, and you caught probably 25 bluefin on the boat. So Yeah, between the boat, it was just, you know, phenomenal fishing these last couple of years. You know, it's just right time, right place. Yeah, I want to know where we were, you know, how far away we were, what you were thinking, what you were doing, what you got it on, for sure. Because we we were just talking before you came on here a while ago, but about the fishery here, uh, what we've seen in the last year, you know, with the bluefin, we had yellowfin around for a while, and they kind of got saned out or dropped out. And then the bigger bluefin that's come around with a 300-pound fish, but this is the first yellowfin that I've heard caught. In and amongst the the bluefin, or you were was it separate from? Kind of, we gotta know. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it was just there was no it was a blind jig strike. You know, I was on a straight line towards Cortez. You know, I from put a where? How jig far out. were you? I got twenty two miles right to the first high spot, right out in front of Oceanside here, and got built okay. right on top of the high spot. I turned out one eighty one. No, it's a three twelve. It's a little south of the show nine. I know where it is. Yeah. Cool. And the, and what were you pulling? What were you just waiting for, uh, pulling for whatever tuna, would, whatever would come up? Or oh, Well, I was actually, you know, I fished this little Oceanside Anglers Club thing, and there wasn't a, a released marlin yet, and I was kind of hoping to catch one of those. And, you know, there was a few of those short-billed spearfish around, kind of an exotic fish, too. And I knew they were getting bit on that Mean Joe Green pretty good for those those, those short-billed spearfish. So I put that one on, and, you know, it, it, I was surprised with what I got. Yeah. Well, you know, that anyway. around the, uh, this neck of the woods, that Mean Joe Green works, it's always been a working bait. But oh, yeah. to get that yellowfin, that's the first one. Did you see any marks? That there, it was just one of those things that you were pulling it on what pound line and what kind of rig? Is It, it was not a long line, or was it? No, I, was, I had it on a 50 international pin, you know, on a seeker rod. I think I had 130 straight spectra. No mono, just a little bit of, I think it was 12. 12 feet of 200-pound leader on the, the Marlin jig. It was a KK Pono jig from uh, Jamie there. So you're just cruising along, you go over to the 312, and, and next thing you know, it gets splashed on, and you and you thought it was a Marlin? 
No, I, I, I knew it wasn't a Marlin right away. It sounded out. It dumped half the spool, you know, and, and freaking went straight down. And it had twitches. I knew it was a tuna. I was thinking it was one of those big bluefin, which I wasn't really thrilled about because I can't keep them right now anyhow for us. And, um, you know, after like 45 minutes, I really buttoned down the drag because I still had an eight-hour boat ride to where I needed to go to start, you know, working. And then, you know, kind of was pressing my luck as far as breaking it off. But I needed to go, and I, like I said, I thought it was a big bluefin. I couldn't do anything in with it anyhow. And then when I got it to color the first time, and I saw the sickles, it was just like, well, you know, it was crazy. You know, it was just unbelievable. <laughs> but did, you know, about that time, you were yelling for a little help. Hey, maybe somebody ought to get a gaff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it took off one more time. You know, it, it took another run after we got it to the boat the first time, and then I don't know. We uh, got it to the boat. Josh gaffed it one time. I grabbed the other gaff, and we. Gaffed it again. We both had it in the head. We lifted it out of the water. Got halfway out of the water, and both gaffs ripped out. Dropped right back in the water. Oh Friggin man, you're kidding me! What too small a gaff, or just give them the wrong no, spot? No, just, just the wrong spot, I guess. The wrong spot of the fish. The fish was heavy. I don't, I don't know, you know. But luckily, the one of the gaffs brained it, so it didn't even move. It was dead. Like it was perfect. Like it was almost meant to be. Uh, I don't know. Oh man, are you lucky or what? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. You know, Bo Allen told me you had an observer on the boat from the fisheries didn't you no that was um that was with the marlin the other year no oh, i didn't okay. have one on the boat this time oh, okay well, he got a story mixed up but that's cool did you have any bird life was was there did the water change what was the reason you put that jig out or just because you wanted to or if it, well, you i just to... like started thinking you know it's like it's september there's why why not have a jig out i'm covering 100 miles right now i mean what, what do i have to lose you know i mean yeah. And really pulling a marlin jig, you're just figuring, you know, I'm going to get a marlin. Not maybe, not, because the big bluefin haven't been eating the pole baits traditionally at all. So, I mean, no, it's a real, that would be real onesie-twosie. But to have a yellowfin jump on, that would have been the surprise of life. Yeah, it was pretty surprising. I didn't, like I said, I didn't see any life, you know. It was just bland. It was just blind jig strike, you know. I wonder if there was any more with them. I'm sure there was. Or those things aren't, you know. And that probably wasn't the biggest one of the school either. It's just the right time. Like this, this whole last couple of years of this El Nino, the whole ocean is just all over the place. Weird stuff happening. You know, you got the Wahoo, you got the yep. Black Marlin, you got the Blue Marlin, you got all this weird stuff happening. And it's just it's a big ocean. Things and now you got a world record yellowfin off the coast of California where nobody ever expected to see a 200 pound plus. You get a cow on a troll. Go figure. Yeah, it's just everyone <laughs> laughed at me. You know, why I always. Put the big gear out. I mean, why not? You know? You well, that's know why right there. <laughs> when they eat the troll, it really, it, they pull off a lot of line. You're lucky you had the 50. Yeah, it dumped half the spool right away. Was... Yeah, real quick. Wow. I can't believe it. How long did it take you to land it? It was probably like an hour, hour 20 minutes, somewhere around there. Wow. Once I, once I... Button down the drag, you know, I went freaking full on the, on the, on the reel. Because, like I said, I was hurting on time, and I thought it was a fish I couldn't do anything with. You know, so kind of really helped out there. But well, I've seen that rod, Well, that's actually the right way I, to do it, I, I, especially when you got, you know, you got nothing to lose. You, you can't break 100-pound or 130-pound spectrum. You can't break 200-pound mono or, or whatever you've got on the end of that jig. So, you know, just turn the handle, put the thing in a full, and turn the handle and, and put it on the rail and keep turning the handle you're you got your best shot at winning if it doesn't pull off you're gonna win yeah and that fish was hooked so good 
by the time I took pliers and got the hook out of the mouth of it, it looked like a circle hook. <laughs> it, was just, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't get coming off. You know. Was the standard seventy six ninety one? What was it? Yeah, it was. It was your standard. You know, I think that's what it was. Exactly what you said. Well, that that they get used a lot for trolling. So, but <laughs> that's what I would expect. But if you got a pair of pliers in there and. And you got to start prying it out of that fish's jaw, especially if it's deep in there. On that big a fish, that can it, it creates a lot of torque. Yeah, it does for sure. Hey, Bo, when you go out there to fish that long line fishery that you guys do, how many days do you go for? Two days? It's uh, two days. You know, two day deal. I mean, we're going far right now. Got to go slow to be conservative on the fuel, or else you won't hey, make it in some of these boats. Out. Why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, a couple years ago, you know, I paid off with Wahoo. You know, it was like one of those things. What, what, what do you got to lose? That year, you caught a lot. How many Wahoo did you catch that year? I found that one good kelp, man. It was pretty much, I think I got four, and I left them biting because I had to work. You know, it's like I called people <laughs> in on the radio, but they thought it was all radio fish. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool right there, just getting four skins on a, on a kelp uh, on your way to work. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bonus. That's pretty cool too. I know Wendy was trying to get the first eight hundred five Wahoo. <laughs> no, seven one four. Seven one four. Like you could have done it in Santa Barbara too. Oh yeah. Probably. I I fished for him. I fished for him a couple of days. TJ and I, we had some rotters, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't concentrate on them in the morning. But when I was coming home. Especially if I'd made a catch in the morning, I always zigzagged and hit this bank and hit that bank and kind of put myself a little itinerary together so I could put, the, hopefully, maybe get the boat over an edge or a feed line or something. And we caught a couple. We caught one real big one one day down on the finger bank coming up the line there. I think it weighed like 75 pounds or something. That was a good one. The finger will, you know, get, well, when you're down that far, when you get down to the finger there, you can you can expect to get them, especially in the hot weather there. Yeah, well, that's just below the islands there. I, there was a couple guys that were catching them right in the lee. It's just, just right there at South Kelp, just below the, just below the South Kelp Ridge. Were, that fish came right up in there. You know, I know some yachts that were fishing there. I, I did, couldn't fish there because I didn't have everybody didn't have passports. I had to be outside of twelve miles. So. Well, Chuck Taft came on. And told, he had what twenty three was it, Wendy? Wasn't he had one on one day. Oh, yeah. I talked to Chuck at the dock. He caught it in North Island on a meter mark. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, he he, uh, he said it was pretty phenomenal. <laughs> it was a as a, a crew trip, and they just went out there and wasted them, which was pretty fun. It didn't always happen that way, but that you know that was an odd year. These last couple, these last. Three years actually have been pretty phenomenal. As you walk forward here, and then have a your two hundred was it two thirty something? Two, how much did the fish weigh, Bo? Two sixty five. Two sixty five. I that's even bigger. I find it was two four or two thirty something. Two sixty five. That's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> that is incredible. When I, you know what? When when I found out when Alan sent me the picture. I couldn't believe it. And then I sent it up to Neil. Neil was just ecstatic. Neil, you know, my my youngest son, Neil, told me that nobody deserves that fish more than you, Bo. 
you've you've put so much time in on that ocean, going up on your job, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I hate to think how many miles you drive over that fishing that long line thing. That's a long run. You're having to fish out yeah. by the now, huh? Yeah, that's where we're at now. I mean, this year actually has been slow, you know, for like the as far as fishing from here to there and catching fish. I don't know why, but the last two or three years have been really good. But this just this topped it off, you know. That fish made up for the whole lack of the whole summer. Well, it may be because everything has been just a month or better off. It may be it's just getting started a little bit better. I had some friends that went out yesterday. They saw fish right here, 15 miles, 200-pound fish, but they weren't sure if they were yellowfin or bluefin. They got short bit on the marlin jig, and it came off, which could have been a marlin. You know, these guys are out there trolling the marlin jigs now, and more guys are catching marlin. I know of a guy that hooked two yesterday and caught one. Yeah, and in the marlin tournaments, they caught, I mean, they were very few and far between in marlin tournaments. So even that's starting to change. Yeah. Well, two weeks ago when I was on options, we, we hooked up to a 200-plus pound striper. Oh, man. Yeah. It's rad. It's just a different year. That's the fun thing about fishing, and it has really changed California uh, offshore fishing in the last two years alone. I mean, it's pretty much off the charts what you can go out there and find right now. Let me ask you something, Bo. What do you, what do, you do when you're going to work and you know you got to go get your gear in the water, and here you are in the trench or you're down off Clemente and you got 30 miles or more to go to get to where you need to go, and all of a sudden here's this giant kelp patty that's got Dorado jumping and turns picking on it. God, that must be hard to drive by, isn't it? I usually catch one or two and then go. <laughs> I know that you say that. Because I know how much I know how much you like to fish. Because I used to, I watch you kids grow up, and that was just a good time for me. And I appreciate all the effort and all the help you guys gave me. And I'm proud of the whole group: Wardo and Terry and Tristan, and Jordan and Blake. And yeah, I remember you always riding our ass. Be a factor. Go do something. <laughs> Get out there. <laughs> I can hear I remember those days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta be great. a factor. Must be a factor, yeah. Well, Bo, thank you so much. Everybody, I, I, I think Neil's listening and some of the groups listening. And we, hey, You know what else? We put your picture up on the Internet. And Wendy cool. passed around, too. We had a couple thousand hits in two hours just people looking at your fish on those pictures that Alan sent me. So You are yeah. a factor, kid. Thank you. It's a little bit of love. And Ron is so proud of you. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you, finally, you finally got to be the factor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go, Ron. You happy now? Oh, you damn right. I'm home playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> now you don't have to worry about him anymore. You are the factor. Yeah, I think he made the team. What do you think, Stan? I think he is the factor. There, that's it. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. All right, Bo, we're going to let you go. We're going to take a quick break here. It'll come up to break time. Wendy, tell us about your next guest from the police department. He's a chief. Tell us about he, what he's going to do and what, what he did this weekend, and we'll get, bring him on and talk about little kids' fishing tournaments. All right. Well, coming up at the next hour, we have Captain Brian Sykes from Huntington Beach Police Department, and he's starting a new program for kids and it's called Fishing with the Force. I love the name. 
And uh, this past Friday, we had 85 kids come out to fish in Huntington Beach at Chris Carr Park and uh, to catfish, and it was just a huge success. A lot of volunteers, a lot of hard work, and, and Captain Brian is going to come on and, and uh, tell us all about it. Yeah, that's great. Well, I can say one thing, Stan. Bo, Bo Scanlon is his name. Yeah. His first name, I think, is Stanley, but nobody called him Stanley. Everybody called him Bo, you know? What a, what a good guy. I like him already. <laughs> you love him. <laughs> I, you know what, Bo? You are a factor, man. There you go. That's all I got to say. That, that's all you have to say. That's the Captain Ron special. Be a factor. <laughs> Hey guys, we'll take a quick break. This is good radio. This is all about good radio. We'll be right back on Real Radio, 540 AM. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at El Cajon. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Attention Rod and Reel Radio listeners, be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live along with show archives without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words code group in the App Store on your smartphone. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hey guys, we're back. This is Captain Ron, along with Wendy and Stan. That was a great segment. In fact, the whole first hour was phenomenal. Both of those fish are a fish of a lifetime. And for us at Ron Real Radio to get those people on the air and put the work in that you did, Wendy, and everybody else did to get this all put together so the world can hear 
what actually took place is phenomenal. I'm glad it all worked out. But we got a great guest, Wendy. Why don't you bring your guest in? Tell us, everybody, what he does and what they started. And let's take it from there. You got it, Wendy. Go for it. All right. Well, all our listeners know that Captain Ron is a huge, huge factor when it comes to kids' fishing events. And, uh, you know, what are you at, 11,000 kids or something like that that you you put through uh, fishing tournaments and kids' derbies and stuff? Well, That was, that was Lake Friday, Poway alone. That <laughs> was well, kids at Lake Friday, Poway. Wow. Well, and then that doesn't even count all the other ones, Mile Square Park, Huntington Beach Pier, Becky Thatcher, Huck Finn. Uh, yeah, you know, we had, we've, we've done a lot of kids' events. Well, so... I was involved uh, this past Friday. Um, I met uh, Captain Brian Seitz from Huntington Beach Police Department. I met up with him at another event back in May, and he said he was going to put together a kids' fishing club. So this past Friday, he had an event, and uh, we got to talking, and I said, hey, this would be a great time for you to be on the air, and we can promote his uh, kids' fishing program. So thank you for joining us, Brian. Oh, it is my pleasure, and thanks for having me on. You know, I have to say, what a great idea. You know, the Department of Fish and Wildlife used to stock Chris Carr Park with trout and catfish on a regular basis, and they and they don't anymore, and you don't see the kids fishing at the park anymore, or even the adults fishing at the park. And now you started this program, Fishing with the Force, and, I mean, I drove by Chris Carr Park three times today, and people are fishing at the lake. I love it. It's great. So do you want to tell us about your program? Sure, sure. Um, so it, it started a while ago, basically, with an idea. And uh, as a, a longtime policeman, I, I started noticing kind of a disconnect between the uniformed officers and, uh, and the public, especially the, the younger public. And I wanted to try and, and bridge that gap, if you will, so uh, one of the things I wanted to do is create an environment where uniformed police officers were interacting with people of all ages, but specifically kids, so that when uh, we might have to stop them later on or interact with them in a, in a situation that's maybe not quite as fun, they would be less fearful of us. So I, I got together with a few, few good people and started game planning on, on how we could put some of those things together. And I also happen to be a Kiwanian, and uh, the local Huntington Beach Kiwanis group has this great event that you mentioned uh, earlier, which is where you and I met, Wendy. And I, I've been volunteering with them for quite a few years, and I, I asked them if, if I could imitate their event. And so I took what they had done successfully for many, many years, stole the best parts of it, and added a few new twists uh, for the police department. You know, and I have to say, it was really neat to see the uniformed police officers high-fiving all the kids being down right in there with them, taking photos with them with their catfish. It was very interactive. You guys did a great job. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, thank you. I'd like to think, uh, you know, we had uh, about a dozen officers out there, and, and it wasn't just police officers either, you know. To make a police department function well, you have to have all sorts of people. So we have uh, record staff and jail personnel and all sorts of different walks of life in there, and they were all represented. We had the communications operators out there, and so kids and other people like yourself got to see all different types of uniforms, interacting with kids, and everybody was just all laughs and all smiles for the entire event. Yeah. Hey, Stan, you remember years ago when we did, we did uh, that tournament there, right there in Santa Ana, and they, we had the police, the two squad cars come out? Yep. Right yeah. Well, we did. Well, actually, we've had the police department and the fire department have been 
supporters of pretty much every event that I remember we were involved with in one way, shape, or form or another. They came and, and were helping. Um, when we had, uh, uh, when, actually, I think when we met Wendy at Irvine, when we had 960 kids and adults and whatever there, and we had to have somebody come in and help move cars around, and they were, they were part of it then. Yeah. They pulled their squad cars up, and the kids all came out, and they talked to them and showed them the cars and just, I don't know. It was just a lot of camaraderie there. I remember doing that, you know. Well, I remember I, we know, had so many kids, we had to make another hot dog run. Remember that? <laughs> that was, yeah, we did. We ran out of hot dogs and buns. We went over and wiped out Costco, uh, well, which was a good thing. Hot dogs, speaking of hot dogs, um, they had, Brian had uh, Chick-fil-A come out, and everybody got a Chick-fil-A meal. I've never had Chick-fil-A before, so that was my first time. So it actually was pretty good because it worked out because I've never, ever tried it. Now I like it, and I'll go back. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of hot dogs myself, but uh, I'll take Chick-fil-A any, any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had Chick-fil-A there. The Huntington Beach um, Fishing Club was there. Um, he had um, a lot of volunteers, a lot of help. It was amazing to see all the help. It was great. The Department of Fish and Wildlife, Brian Young, who does 22 events a year, kids' events a year. He was out there again. And, you know, sometimes he's, he's on his vacation time to help kids fish. So thank you and kudos to Brian and all of his volunteers. It was, it was amazing. And to see the kids' faces and the smiles. Some of these kids, it was their first time ever catching a fish, ever touching a fish. And uh, so it was pretty neat. Well, that's always a good part. But I love the part when Brian said, you know, being there to be walking around with the kids and having the police department guys that are there working with them just to let them know that, you know, you don't have to fear them, that they're good people, and, and mm-hmm. to get to know them. I mean, that, I think that right there is invaluable. You know, Brian, one time we, yes, one time we did a trout tournament at Mile Square Park. It was the first one we did, and it was a good one. We had a lot of people. It was a trout tournament, and it was everything was good. And after that tournament, we had, we had, it was our night to do a radio show. So we did a radio show, and this guy called in, and I've been using this saying forever. He said, you know, I went to your tournament today, and there was a smile on everybody's face, the kid's face, the parent's face, the grandfather's face, grandma's face. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a smile on their face. And I realized right then that if you – teach a kid to fish, then you don't have to fish for your kid. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah, Yeah, amen to that. And that's a lot of what this program is about. I'll tell you, I I grew up in Huntington Beach. My mom and dad still live in the same house I grew up in. And I wasn't a particularly bad kid, but I was a lot better kid when I had a fishing pole in my hands. Oh, yeah. And so as a a kid who grew up fishing and hunting and loving the outdoors, um, you know, I I get to meet a lot of different walks of life as a police officer. And, And that's what the key here is is not only getting the officers uh, to engage with the kids so instead of yeah. uh, instead of officer so-and-so they know us by on a first name basis in some That's respects right. but also putting a fishing pole in their hand makes it a lot harder for them to get in trouble in other ways mm-hmm. and I, yep. I don't know of many more hobbies that are more wholesome and also you know i i, I love the, another saying i'll give you and i'm sure you've heard this before is the family that fishes together stays together yep right That's, That's true right. so brian you're going to start yes. this um Fishing with the Force, it's actually a fishing club. Can you tell us about the club and how people can be a part of it? And if somebody wants to volunteer or if their child wants to be part of this club, how do they go about this? 
Sure, absolutely. And this is the part where I get a little nervous because I'm still in the, the nucleus stage of, of what we've got going here. But, uh, you know, we had 85 uh, kids at the last event, and they were, you know, some special needs kids, some at-risk kids, and some typical kids, and it was just a great combination. And so at the end of that event, we passed out applications to join uh, this Fish with the Force Club. We've got a couple more events coming up down the road, and we're trying to get a, a, a good cadre of young men and women who want to go out fishing, and we're going to have constant interaction with, again, uniformed police officers so that going forward we start to break down some of those barriers that, that exist now. And so uh, if anybody is interested in the program, I mean, typically it's aimed at Huntington Beach people, but I can't imagine turning a kid away. Uh, right now we're specifically target, targeting kids under 16, um, and that's because when we offer events I don't have to worry about fishing licenses. But if Ooh, a 16-year-old right. with a fishing license comes up and have at it, I'd love to have you be a part of our group. And right now, people can email me personally, and I'll give you my work email. And this is where it gets scary. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's no just kidding. as scary to get zero emails as it is to get a thousand emails. But my email is b as in boy s e i t z. That's my last name at hbpd.org. And if people email me, I will try and get them some information for the next event, and we'll start putting these things together. You know what, Brian? I I've been doing the Lake Poway event. Last year was my twenty-second year. I started that event, and uh, and then we did other ones. We with, with the radio show, we we seem to stay pretty busy. Now we I do one on the Crystal Pier down in Pacific Beach, and it's great. And I'm going to go on record right now. If you need any help, you call me, and I'll be there to help you because I think what we're doing with kids is the right direction. And you don't see the kids around the docks anymore. You don't you don't see them out. I taught fishing classes. And it's just just a wonderful a lot of parents don't fish there's a whole generation of people stand that don't well, fish i was going to say i'll volunteer to help on this i started a thing a while back called i call it fishing with a mission uh to teach moms and dads and single moms and dads how to uh, teach their kids how to fish so they can be the heroes and not not us so if uh, i'm going to be headed for cabo next uh, next friday i'll be back in a couple of weeks but I'd like to get together with you and talk to you a little bit about what some of my ideas that we've worked with these people over these uh, some of these events. It's really successful, and um, and I and if you need some help with that as it expands, I'm all in. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I would I would I would love that, and what a fool I'd be to turn a generous offer like that away. And so, yeah, you you can count on me contacting you. Uh, I've, I'm already starting to look towards my next event. Uh, I hope it's going to be in conjunction with uh, Brian Young and Department of Fish and Wildlife. But we're also steamrolling into other events. Uh, for instance, when I get a, a decent group of kids, and when I say decent, I mean a large amount, I want to go to the Huckfin Fishing Derby, which is something that the Huntington Beach Parks and Recs community puts together. Hey, uh, there it is, Bonnie. That. We did that, huh? Did yeah. that we resurrected that tournament? Brian, we, we used to, Captain Ron, Dan, and I used to do a radio show called Fish Talk Radio back in the, what, late 80s, early 90s, early 90s. And uh, so we started um, participating in the Huck Finn, Becky Thatcher, um, okay, uh, Huntington great. Beach Pier event. On the and pier. We were able, yeah, and we were able, I mean, Captain Ron was wonderful, got so many prizes for all the kids. I mean, you're talking bicycles and rods and reels, and oh, yeah. I mean, it was just an amazing event. And, um, you know, the contest was great. And, and you know we would we would love to help out with 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 helping make 
this event or your fishing club a success oh, also. Yeah. Great. I you know appreciate that, that pledge of support because I'm probably going to need all the help I can get. Um, it, it, this is... This is right. It, so it's funny. This started off uh, for me as a goal. I really wanted to reach uh, single moms. I, I, I just figured that, that single moms are, are probably the least likely demographically to teach their kids to fish. That's, That's right. But I'm targeting, and I'm still working on that because I, fishing, for me, it, it, it was a way of life. And you guys mentioned earlier some things that really struck a chord with me. I, I remember as a kid growing up in Huntington Beach, my buddies and I would all ride our beach. Uh, bikes down to different areas. Our favorite was the wedge, and we'd walk out to the very end of the jetty and fish all day. And, you know, occasionally a lucky kid would come up with a yellowtail, but Bonita was what we were really after, and maybe a, a, a grumpy sand bass or a calico in the rocks there. And it was just, it was, those are the greatest days of my life. And I don't see any kids doing that anymore, and that's what we want to do. We want to kind of create a passion in these kids so that they go out there and they ride their bikes or, when old enough, they drive their cars down and they fish because Huntington Beach has miles of beautiful coastline full of fish. Oh, yeah. You know what, Brian Rivers? When I had the vision of starting this tournament, it was just kind of a vision. I found the right little lake, and I'd help them out, so they helped me out. I got the city to support it. And I've had some wonderful guys that you meet during this venture that is still in my life, like Steve Bermudez and Al Hog Haynes. And of course, there's Wendy and Stan and Bob Pence and all the guys that just kind of come and help put that sure. all together. Because when we started, I don't think there was too many kids' tournaments. I don't really remember too many. I know, but now there's a lot of them, and it's good because we got this movement going, and it's just a wonderful thing. So, I, yeah, it's. I think it's great. Yeah, what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I grew up fishing with my grandfather. We used to go drive all the way to Castaic Lake. We, he lived in Santa Monica, so we used to go out on the barge at Redondo Beach and Kings Bay and you know, Kings Harbor and do all those things. And, and I just, you know, at least the circle of friends I have, it, it feels like me and maybe one other guy are the only ones fishing anymore. That's what drives me crazy. You've got to get the kids out there. Otherwise, the, the sport's going to die. You know, I actually can see this growing to situation here down the road, Brian, where you could have each department, you know, North Hollywood Division and, and you know, Wilshire Division and, you know, sure. you know, you could have it, each division could have it, its own, you know, little tournament in, in some arena somewhere. Uh, I don't think you'll have any problem getting volunteers to help you from the fishing community. I know that every bass fisherman in the world, um, especially the guys that have been tournament fishermen for any length of time sponsored by the industry will be there to help. That's part of the deal for us that, you know what, we're, we've been taken care of by the industry so that we can teach more people to come into the industry, uh, and that is the deal. So I actually think that this could really be uh, yeah. uh, a project down the road, but I'd, be, I'd love to help you. Yeah, me too. Great. Yeah, I thank think you it's so much. That's great. If I could, if I could just uh, you know publicly thank Wendy too, because uh, our conversation many months ago was just really brief, and I, and I, I didn't want to bother her, and she came, <laughs> she came flying at me in such a beautiful way, and she offered support, and she brought a whole bunch of Iser Line volunteers down, and they were in there with the kids helping them catch fish and doing so much, and Wendy and I have had a number of conversations since then, and and I, I think we have a friendship here going forward that, that's going to work really well for the community. That, uh, that I you know, and, and I, I keep talking 
about you and your program, and I think it's a wonderful program, and you're a great person, and I love your ideas, and, and I know we've, we both found, uh, you know, a new fishing and hunting buddy in each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, well, I've got a few hair you know, ideas, too, so I need help with monitoring those, so. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just, our industry really believes in the children are our future, and with um, Let's Go Fishing on the Huntington Beach Pier, donating all the prizes for the kids, you've got a whole bunch of other tackle stores in Huntington Beach and manufacturers here that are in the fishing industry that would be happy to donate and to lend a hand. But, you know, I mean, if you're inviting kids from all over, I mean, it just opens you up to more, yeah. to, to, right. to more, more, more help, more product, more visibility and, and more um, relationships with the public. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about I'm the kids, to, you know. I'm... It's got to be about the kids. The kids and family, that's where it's at. So everything else, I tell people all the time, well, how come you do this, Ron? Well, it's about the kids. Look at all the kids that have so much fun on a day where there's plenty of smiles. So we're going to have to take a break. I appreciate it, Brian. You get a hold of me. I got some ideas. Stan, we got some people that can help you. Okay, thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you, man. Good thanks, job. Thanks, Brian. Good, Good job. Got to take a quick break. This next segment, I think Stan and Wendy, I think we're just going to talk kind of like old times. I got to host this show for three weeks, and uh, I've really enjoyed myself. I look forward to it. I think we've had some good shows. and We'll just, I don't know, let's just have some fun here the next segment. Then we're going to get Steve on for a San Diego local report, and then we're going to call it a wrap. So this is uh, Rod and Real Radio. We'll be right back. I like rafting. I love whitewater. But I never forget that snowmelt in the river can cause cold water shock. I wear a life jacket always. Anyone with me has got to do the same. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, we're back. I'm Captain Ron, along with Wendy and Stan. Tell me, Stan, as we look back at all the years we did radio and all the friendship we had and all the fishing trips and all the stuff, you got a good, you got something that really sticks with you about 
making you feel good or something that happened or what do you got? I mean, we had a lot of fun. I mean, Ten I, I years of radio, we, we my God. around a little bit. Probably the most impressive thing, because it, it fooled all of us, was that event at, at Irvine Lake for the kids where we had uh, uh, 900 and something people show up where we didn't know what we were going to get and ran out of food because we, we had free hot dogs and we were going to give something to all the kids that came, and we had the families, we had vans, because they, they charged by the car, vans with like 15 people shoved in them, it was like high school, you know, put as many people in the car as you can get, get them into the drive-in, yeah. but they would come in, and then we had to, to stop, and we had a bunch of the bass fishermen there uh, to help teach the kids, it was, we were overwhelmed with, with the volume, uh, and then having to go to Costco and buy all of the, you know, buns and hot dogs and condiments and sodas, whatever that we didn't have. We didn't have a problem with sodas. I remember Shasta soda, Shasta diet, So I mean Shasta soda gave us all of the sodas that we needed, but we ran out of food. But that was impressive to the point where you and I and Wendy and the rest of us had to sit down and go through all the prizes that we brought uh, and to the event, and everybody there got to take something home. That's right, yeah. In fact, that's when Wendy came into our lives. That's at it. That event. <laughs> Remember that, Wendy? You were uh, you were working for the lake or doing something there for Irvine. I was, yeah, I was working for the lake. I was, I was the events coordinator for Irvine Lake, and that's how I met you guys. And Stan came up to me and said, "Hey." Yep, hey. I went up to Wendy. I go, you know what? We need you. Um, I need a, I need somebody that has knowledge of the fishing industry, and we want the woman's side. And I'd like you be to. To bring you in, and that's where we started working together. Actually, that event. Yeah. That's when you said we want somebody that can walk the walk and talk the talk, and you can oh, yeah. walk the walk. <laughs> yep. And look what happened. Well, you got to be a factor. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. And the wonderful thing about this I, that I really appreciate about our show is everybody in our show is in the industry. Everybody involved as a host is a part of the fishing industry. Um, on a professional, in that way alone, that separates us from the rest. But, um, you know, having Wendy as a national sales rep for Iserline, you're a professional skipper, John's a manufacturer and a manufacturer's rep and a tackle shop owner, and I've been in the professional ranks since the mid-'70s and yeah. work as a consultant for a ton of different companies nowadays, which is, uh, you know, I think really we are blessed. Yeah. I remember well, one time... I remember one time at the Fred Hall Show, okay, we we had just started Fish Talk Radio, and we had our booth there, and everybody knew where our booth was because I had those big bamboo poles that held our banner up high, everybody could yeah. sell there, and they'd come by our booth there and everything, you know. And then I was overhearing somebody saying, the guy said, said to somebody, another big wig in the industry, I'm not going to mention any names. He said, well, what do you think about Fish Talk Radio? Well... I always felt like we were the real deal because people, they, you know, and remember, I, I used to direct this comment to this person. I used to end every show with some people fish and some people cut bait. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the ultimate dig, and this person knew that I was directing that to him. And we ended every show with take a kid fishing. So, I mean, it was like mission accomplished, and I don't know. We just had a lot of fun. We just... Think of all the smiles and all the, all those years of people that came by and all the tournaments. 
I hate to think about how many kids actually. What were you going to say there, Wendy? I was going to say the one thing that all of us have in common is our passion for fishing. Yeah. Our, our, our passion for fishing is just, it's, it's, it's in our blood. Yeah. That and I like the fact that, you know, we were the, the show for the little guy that didn't have the money to go advertise or, or pay for advertising. Let's get him on and give him a chance and see what he can do with his product line. Yeah. Uh, and we still do that. That's, I'm pretty proud of that factor. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember the guy in the industry that I directed that comment to said to this buddy, says to him, he says, "Oh, fish talk radio. Are you kidding me? That's just a kids show. Great. Oh, <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope it is. Yeah. Come on. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> it was great. Well, we don't count because we're a kids show. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. I hope all those kids that were listening then, if they're still listening now, they're adults." Well, you know, there's a lot of kids that come to the event, especially that Poway event, that keep coming back just to, after they graduate out, they come back to help. I got a whole, yeah. it's amazing. It's just amazing, you know. So I, you know what's we created really a network. Because, you know what's really neat and different about um, um, fishing, Fish with the Force? Uh, they did the Fishing in the City program, so they actually had to go through all the fishing stations, casting, um, um, biology, um, all that kind of stuff, and then they got to fish. You know, that's that's cool. I, I, I was that serious about that. Wendy, make sure you give him my phone number and, and, uh, yeah, and get in touch because I've got a program that is absolutely dynamite and simple uh, for, for the instruction part I've been doing uh, with church groups and and others, but it has been really, really, really good and really easy to do, and it made a huge difference. So uh, this is something, especially I think we can teach, actually go to, you know, because all of us here know how to fish, we can teach the, the firemen and the, or the policemen how to, to fish so that they can teach other people how to fish too, because a lot of them don't know. Uh, yeah. This is a really cool deal. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, I I don't think Brian realizes how big this can get. You know, it, I mean, this could be huge. Look at all the events you do, Captain Ron. You know, 900 kids in an event, you know, 600 kids in an event. <laughs> you know, last, last year at Lake Poway, I think in 22 years, that was the absolutely best tournament ever run. We had probably around 500 kids and another 800 to 900 parents. Uh, we had giant fish. I mean, there was two almost 12-pound trout caught. It was just a wonderful flowing day of just a smile on everybody's face. And, uh, I mean, that's what's all rewarding. The people that got involved, like you and me and Steve Bermudez and Bob Pence and all these guys, Al the Hog Haynes, wherever you're at, Al, I think yeah. about you all the time. You know, yeah. it's just the way it is. And, um, yeah, I wonder how Al's well, you know, doing, Steve actually. Bermudez Steve Bermudis volunteered and came down and helped us this past Friday. Uh, you know, he's just a great guy. He and his wife came down all the way down to, to help with the kids. You know, it's just amazing how, how fishermen have a huge heart to help the children learn how to fish and, and put smiles on their faces. It was, it's, just, it's just a great feeling. Do you remember, do you remember when we, I came up with the idea? I was running the Native Sun, a half-day boat. For Steve Fakua, who was on last week, it was like old home week. I run the Native Sun, and I came up with this thing 
called the Deckhand Workshop. Remember that, Wendy? Yeah. We had 20 kids that came all week, five days a week. The only thing they couldn't do, they didn't clean fish and they didn't pull the anchor, but they learned how to help people, learned how to identify the fish, learned how to fish, learned how to fish first. The whole bow could be theirs. And it was just a wonderful program. And I had parents that just were just blew me away telling me how their kids have changed and they had to get good school grades. So it was just perfect. And, you know, to pass that test, Dan, because I had these things with 20, Steve and I, and Steve Bermudez, is, I mean, that was just a wonderful, wonderful program. And there was like five or six or seven kids that went on to get their licenses and are working on boats and just, Having a good time, you know. It was just like. Well, there's so much in the industry that, that that can be done, you know, to help promote fishing, especially for kids. I, I know the guys with Sequin, Darren Dohe, uh, was running with it, and we had one of the guys on my trip bring his grandson down, and and uh, my buddy, his name's Mike Luther, had bought all new seeker rods throughout, throughout, through all of the stuff, and got all new seekers, and and he wanted his grandson to do. Uh, to have seeker rods, and so he took him by the factory, and <laughs> Darren at the time was the head honcho there, and he goes, you know, we'll, we're going to make you our one of our kids' pro staff. So, but what you have to do is you have to get, you know, uh, your, we want to see a report card every quarter. If you don't oh, yeah. get, you know, if you don't get, you know, C's and B's or better, then you can't be on the team. You have to get keep your grades up to be a part of our team, you know, what we want you to be a part. And, man, I'll tell you, they gave him a sweatshirt and a hat, and this kid wore it every day to school. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> Changed his did. life. Uh, and he would report his sport card. He still is a fisherman, by the way. He went you fishing with us on our two-day. Um, Steve, Steve had a little program where he asked the kids a few questions. On what kind of, what, just whatever. But to pass the deckhand workshop, you had to go into the wheelhouse and tie the baldy knot in front of Captain Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I was the best. You had to see these kids. They were like, oh, my God, so serious and practicing and, like, so into it. Nobody failed. Oh, then Joe Biff, so one of the places, put on a big graduation class for it. That was wonderful. I mean, By the way, those like, of you that are listening, the Baldy Knot is a perfection loop. Yeah, well, I <laughs> or or in, in Mexico, it's the Marlin Knot. Yeah. You know, Captain Ron, it's the Baldy. But if, if you know how to tie a perfection loop, you you can pass the test and be a fisherman. Yeah, okay, well, it was good, because all these kids were so nervous, you know. You know it, was, it, it was, I don't know, we just did a lot of really neat things. You know, the other the other thing we did was when we did that rod wrapping workshop. Remember that, Wendy? That yeah, was very was good. Mean. Yeah, Joe from Seeker would donate the blanks, and he'd kid them up. And we'd charge the people so much for a blank. And, that and we was, get them at several, even the, the the auto dealerships back then. Mark Johnson had yeah. uh, people doing it at his shop, and they had it at Elkhorn Ford. And, um, that was a pretty cool deal. People would actually come down to the auto dealerships and learn how to build a fishing rod while they were buying a car. Yeah, that was great. It was just a great program. People learned they could wrap any rod, any blank, anything you want. I'd work the deal out with Joe. It was just great. It was just Randy was involved down there at Seeker, and it was just something that, I don't know, it's just, when you got something good that's working and you got so much response from kids, 
It was like, but that was for anybody. That was for adults and kids. Yeah, but that everybody was involved with that. You know, we had men and women alike, and kids. Everybody came down for that. Grandma, Grandpa. A lot of people wanted to know how to do their, how to build their own rod, and and put their own colors on their blanks because that that was that's still a big deal. I wonder whatever happened to all those rod wrapping machines. Those little hand. Turner, one guy would turn the rod, the other one would wrap the rods. And That's a good question. I don't know. That was a, we didn't read, you know what, we, as a group and everybody that surrounded us, because you can't do it by yourself, we had so many good people. I hope I didn't miss any names, but they were all involved. We did a really a lot of great things, and I look back on it and just think, you know, what? what a wonderful, that's wonderful, what we did. I, I'm glad I was with you guys, because it was just a special time in everybody's life. Well, well, you know what? We're going to do more. Yeah. <laughs> I got that feeling that this is, a, you know, you've started the train rolling here again, Wendy. Good, because, you know, our industry, we we need, you know, the, the kids are our future. And, you know, you see so much. And I was going to say this while Brian was on, but, you know, today kids don't have any respect. And the program he has is teaching the kids to respect law enforcement and have a relationship with them. And so I am for this 200%. Oh, me too. That's what yeah, me too. That's why I said you make sure you got you get him my phone number. I'm in. I've got some great stuff that I can share here, and I think we can put our heads together and make a difference. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I think it's great. I think what we did, everybody involved, all the positive things, you know, it's just phenomenal. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with Steve Peterson. Steve's going to give us another local report like he's been doing the last couple, three weeks. Hopefully to tune a bit again today. So, Run Real Radio. Stan, Wendy, and myself, Kevin Ron, we'll be right back. AM 540. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program it is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. 
Rotten Real Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hey guys, we're back. You know what, Stan? This has been a great show. You know, I mean, think about it. Think about in the last couple of weeks, all the big giant fish that's been caught, <laughs> and we got to highlight them on Rod and Real Radio. Are you kidding me? Well, you Is know, it it's it's another unique year. It, it hasn't been the year of you know, like last year, Wendy and Wendy and I were making fun of, you know, what which area code is going to catch the next Wahoo, <laughs> and now it's like. Which area code is going to catch the next 300-pound bluefin, for yeah. God's sake? I mean, look at what's happening out here in our Southern California waters. That's wonderful. A 264-pound, or two, what was that, 267, 264, 260-pound, whatever, yellowfin. That yeah. is in, we've had to, I, I run for 946 miles before we stop the boat to catch one of those, and the guy catches one out here on the 312. Go figure. Yeah, we'll figure Hey, well, we got somebody on the line. They'll give us what report what the three quarter day boats caught today. What the half day boats caught today? How are you feeling, Steve? How are you, how is, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing all right, Ron. Uh, thanks for checking in. Um, yeah, the uh, three quarter day boats. It was another another hit and miss weekend. There was some hitting. There was some missing. Uh, yellowfin tuna uh, has been the bulk of the catch offshore. Um, a couple of boats went to the islands today and had good fishing for Bonito and had a little bit of yellowtail mixed in. And, uh, yeah, it's just another weekend of hit and miss on the local scene. Local you know, talk fishing. a little bit about what, you know, each, each of that fishery that you're fishing, you know, what uh, guys are targeting, what they take for rods and reels, and what you're looking at for size on these fish because each, each one of those arenas is a little different and what they would take yeah, okay. if they're going to go on a half-day boat. Sure, sure. Well, the half-day guys have been mostly fishing uh, rockfish lately. On the half-day boat, you know, you want to have some 20 or 25-pound test, whatever you're into. If you like fishing with, you know, light line, you could get away with a bass rod with some 15-pound, no problem, uh, especially with the braids and all that. Uh, fishing the rockfish, there's also a little bit of yellowtail mixed, mixed in. Uh, you know, it's, it's turned into typical classic fall fishing with the bottom fishing with nice conditions and with a shot at a yellowtail, shot at bonito. Um, the island guys, it's the first time anyone's been to the islands in a few couple of days, had, you know, really good bonito fishing. They saw a little bit of yellowtail, caught a few yellowtail. Um, the off, and, you know, that's the standard. Um, you know, if you, you definitely, this time of year and any time of year, want to have a bait stick with you with 25 pound, um, a yo-yo rod with some 40 pound and or a jig stick with also again with 40 pound. Um, I wouldn't go anywhere without that. And then offshore, <laughs> same, same thing, same, same, you know, similar 25 pound rod. And something to fish some sort of a vertical lure, um, you know, a forty-pound rig for fishing a flat fall or something like that. Or, and then of course, if you're fancy, fancy pants gear, you want to, you know, something to fish a popper with or something like that. Yeah. Where are the guys fishing now, Steve? Are they down towards the line? Are they up four twenty-five? Yeah, they're down. They're down there. Yeah, just all over. You know, the local, the typical, the standard. You know, you're going to hear the three hundred two mentioned, the three seventy-one, the four twenty-five, and all that. The standard, you know, list of local banks. Um, I'm not sure where the guys at the islands fish today. I, I haven't, I didn't talk to any of those guys, but I know they were there. Um, just your, your standard, you know, local banks and with a little bit more of the southern, southern south has been the general direction they've been headed. Yeah, that's good. Yep. 
How about up off La Jolla? What do you hear from the Mission Bay boats? What are they doing up? Anybody? You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too sure what went on up there in La Jolla today. I, I know they had that good yellowtail fishing a couple weeks ago. I saw mixed counts, you know, with a little bit of yellowtail and rockfish and all that stuff. Kind of a s- similar setup up there. I don't want something changed dramatically today. Yeah. That's cool. So, so the guys that are catching the tuna, um, that what size tuna are they catching here? Is that that's that twelve to twenty five pound stuff? Yeah, yeah, that's the ones. Those are the ones. You know, there's occasionally been some smaller fish, but it's been, you know, again, real hit and miss. You either drive around, you can drive around all day and see very little, or you can drive right out there straight away and get on a school and knock out 150 fish if you're on yeah, the right. Your day right, over about the right an day. hour and a half, and then now what do we do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and boats that you fishing. can see, you can you can you can see boats around you that haven't caught anything, and you can also be the other, you know, that you can be on the other foot. You can be driving around with no fish and looking at boats that are catching fish all around you. Yeah, you can see like the that. ones that are stopped, and you're waiting to figure out how do I get stopped. Exactly. But that's that's exactly. that's the fishing arena we're in right now. It's a, been a, a unique year, different, yep. wholeheartedly different than the last three years. Um, yep. Everything's changing as we go along. I think we're watching the millibars drop. Where the where the weather came into California, we actually got rain this year, uh, and it t- changed that current on the ocean, changed the the water temperatures. Where now that big bluefin has come in, and now we're getting yellowfin at 260 pounds. Go figure. Yeah, everything's a little different than than it was last year. Let sure. me ask you, Steve, what do you think of that 265 pound yellowfin that was caught up? And the 312 is, is inside the way. I think that's I think it's awesome. I, you you sent me you texted me a picture of that fish and I just assumed it was from somewhere else. I didn't I, I assumed it wasn't from Southern California. I assumed it was somebody on the East Coast or someone down south somewhere. Yeah. And and then you told me it was caught right out in front here. I was I was amazed. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was just, I can't imagine that. I, was, <laughs> I both couldn't imagine it either on a blind jig strike. Oh my god. You know how this yeah. is going to change up the guys that have the small boats right now that are out there chasing around that blue fin. <laughs> it's going to be this is going to be something to see in the next few weeks. If that stuff pops up uh, off the coastline here, where these guys can get it in the in the private boaters section, it, oh, that's yeah. going to that's going to be uh, it'll be something to watch. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay, sure, Steve, yeah. how's your back doing? How are you feeling? Are you going to get back on the boat? I hope hopefully real soon. There's a couple charters coming up that I'm going to drive, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back on the water. Yeah, I think I might go out with you. Now that the loads are dropping a little bit, I think I'll take a day and go see if I can catch some tuna. I think I'd like okay, that. Okay, come on out. All right. Hey, well, thanks a lot for joining in the last three weeks. I appreciate it. Hopefully your back will no get better. Everything will be good, and be running all the way till Thanksgiving. That would be awesome. I hope so. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks again for having me on. You know, I got a note here, Wendy, handed to me by Ben, who's been kind of my board op here, kind of helping me out. Couldn't have done it without Ben. He said he got a call from John. Oh, hop along, called in. Really John, oh, good. John's in Edinburgh, Edinburgh, Scotland. And he said he he is overloaded by history and beauty. We'll be back That's live in awesome. two weeks. <laughs> well, you know, it's good. And I, I see he's been doing a fine job. I've seen him uh, pictures in front of several distilleries. 
So I know that he's <laughs> making sure that they're all working. Oh, yeah. Well, that boy. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. We got oh, a little... Oh, Steve hung up, so he just... Uh, Jorge has to hang up his line, so... Oh, yeah. We're... That was just a hang-up. There we go. There we go. That's, what... That's why it's live radio. That's nope. right. So... <laughs> At least we're not... Hey, remember this term, Captain Ron? At least we're not lost in the box. Not lost in the box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That's a Captain Ron term, like being a factor. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it made me feel so good when Bo said that, when I was telling those kids, make it count, be a factor, make it count, be a factor. <laughs> and he still well, remembers that today. definitely a factor. Well, well now he is, the, like I said, now he is the factor. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, too. You know, yeah, I just Kristen is the factor. Her husband's going to have to live with that for a long time. That is. That's a great thing. I mean, both of those things are great things. Both uh, great things, yeah. Now, that, I support a Diener. People would ask me about Diener's world record. I'd say, well, you know, she's a hard out. You know, you're not going to outfish her, so just, get, just, just accept that and go have some fun and don't worry about it. Well, I don't right. like to have a woman outfish me. Well, don't even worry about it because she will. That's hey, it. I mean, you can get on there. Come fish against the, some kids on the, on, in the bath professional bass arena where they're casting for cash you look at some of these kids that come out here and they are just hotter than pistols and that's why i love fishing in the events around here and then even in the team events we get to go out and meet all the young kids that are coming up and i don't mind helping the young guys and seeing if i can get them help with the sponsors if you're going to be a part of our arena and you're going to grow and uh and i get to kind of tutor and mentor these kids it's fun to watch them be creative oh, and outfish yeah. the rest of the, the group. It, that's some of the best. You know, one of the proudest you know? moments when you have kids is my son used to fish marlin tournaments on, with the Jesse's Bass, a yacht. And he's a good marlin fisherman. In fact, my son Neil is a great fisherman. And then they had a casting contest at the Classic over there in Cat- Catalina. And Pete Gray was hosting this casting contest, and they had these little rubber mackerel, and they were casting them in the rings, and they had a bunch of guys, you know. Well, my son Neil won it, right? <laughs> and he won it, and Pete went up to him. He didn't know who he was. He said, well, what's your name? He said, no, oh, Neil Baker. Neil Baker, yeah. He, he said, are you in relation to Ron Baker? Neil says, oh, yeah, that's my dad. <laughs> he says, oh, no wonder why you won. And I thought, yes, that is... What a proud moment, you know. Oh my God, that just doesn't give much Well, that's the way it is, you know. I don't know. It don't matter what field. It could be a football game, a baseball game, or a casting contest, you know. When no, just, right. uh, just the fact that, you know, it doesn't make any difference who's got the big one or who's got the most. Just keep keep fishing because you never know when it's going to be your day, For I guarantee. And, you know a, and, and in tournament fishing, you know, you don't know what you're going to do until the last cast. And even at that, you always weigh your fish because you don't know where you're going to be after the weigh-in. That's I mean, right. It's, that is part of the sport. Yeah. Support it. Always be there to shake the guy's hand that wins and does the good job. That's all I can say. You know what, Wendy, right. when you used to run the knot tying contest and you would enter your daughters in their age division, <laughs> Everybody else had no chance, and they just loved it, and they knew what they were doing. They knew it. It wasn't a, it wasn't, it was a, yeah, you guys put your time in, and you went after those, and 
I remember how proud you were when your daughters would win, you know. I was like, oh, well. I was so proud, and they didn't fish, and they didn't, they didn't tie knots except for at the Fred Hall show. But, you know, kids listen, and they listened, and they were able to tie the knots and able to win, and I was so proud of them. They did such a great job, but eventually it went to their demise, and they got banned because <laughs> they kept winning. Now that's funny. That's funny. Oh, they got banned. Yeah. You know what? One of the best ones was the best knot was the year tying contest was the year that Chuck Byron won. Chuck Byron. Oh yeah, the Budweiser knot. They asked somebody. Oh, I think I was doing the tournament. I interviewed him, and I said, "Well, what kind of knot did you tie? Double San Diego Jam. Everybody ties the same knot." And oh, Chuck looks at the audience and says, "That was a Budweiser knot." That was so good. It was just like oh God. Everybody just died. You know, it was. There's been a lot of really great moments that we've all been associated with. Lots of cool part about yeah. being involved in the industry. Um, yeah. Like I said, I I really think that I that we are blessed to be a part of an industry that we all have that love and and fervor for and continue to have that. You know, I, you know, I have my to life. say. This industry, this industry is great. Being female in a predominantly male sport industry, uh, I didn't know anyone when I first started, and I went out to trade shows, and the guys from Gary Yamamoto Custom Baits came up to me when I was in Louisiana by myself, and they helped me, and we were, we've been friends ever since. I mean, just great people in this industry. Yes. Hey, well, Stan and Wendy, I want to thank you guys for being here for me. I was here for three weeks. John will be back in a couple weeks. I think we had three wonderful shows, a lot of memories. Oh, my God, we had so many memories. And a lot of fun, and we had some guys and people, guys and gals that were true factors. So can't get any better than that. Well, you, you know what, Ronnie? Stuff. Tell them. Give them your line, bud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some people fish and some people cut bait and take a kid fishing. That's, That's right. There real you real. go. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. We're done. I'll see you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Alrighty. Best wishes for big fishes. Talk to you guys next week. Oh, you know. well, there's a sign upon your door. Uh-huh. Gone fishing. I'm real gone, man. <laughs>